This is the Rich Eisen Show. Brock Purdy. They have a chance to game plan for Mount Horse next game. And how about this? Brock Purdy's first career start will be against Tom Brady. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Purdy back. Pumps. Now going to throw for the end zone. Wide open. Brandon IU. Touchdown. Earlier on the show, overreaction Monday and coming up, two-time Super Bowl champion and host of the Greenlight Podcast, Chris Long, plus your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We're thrilled to be here on the Roku channel, and we're thrilled that you are with us. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show, and we are thrilled to be on in a new spot. The Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Affiliate Network is growing and growing and growing. WBHRAM in St. Cloud, Minnesota is now listening to us every single day. Let's go. Uh, we, uh, we think of those folks who are uh, running said, uh, said uh, station are very smart. Genius. Very smart people. Now, um, I wish I could come on the air on my first day talking to the uh, great people in Minnesota. Um, with good news about the Vikings, but uh, yesterday wasn't very good for them. The Detroit Lions took care of business and prevented a, an NFC North uh, party. Vikings are going to win the North. I mean, they're going to be skull chanting at some point in January. That's happening. This is happening. Of course, you can raise your eyebrows all you want, and the Lions might make the playoffs. They're not winning, they're not winning this division. Why, why not? Why? I, come on, man. Why not? No, don't come on, man. Me, why not? Because the Minnesota Vikings just need one win, one win to to wrap it. Do you think they're going to do that? Yes, of course they do. Of course, of course I do. You can't they're say not of losing course. out. They can't got, say of course, dude. Saturday, the Colts are coming in, and it'll be a wrap on NFL Network. They will be celebrating the printing of the playoff tickets on Saturday, and if not, then then when the Giants stroll into their building, stop. At Green Bay, at Chicago. Rich, look at the all-insane stuff that's happened this NFL season. It's been the weirdest year I can ever remember. You can't sit here and say, eh, the Vikings are going to win at least one of these next games. They will. And I'm going to say that. And by the way, this conversation that you're hearing between me and my colleague Chris Brockman, who's been part of this show, just in case anyone there in Minnesota is like, who the hell is this person? who's saying that the Vikings are going to lose out. I've been there since the uh, beginning. <laughs> I understand you've been here since the beginning when it was a podcast growing into a show that was on DirecTV for many, many years, and then Peacock and now Roku and many different uh, radio iterations as many, well. Many, many, many. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully confident Justin Jefferson and Cousins and Cook and, you know, Zadarius and everyone else is going to come up with one Hold win on, what the rest ta- of the what way. What time are these games for Kirk Cousins? Oh, they're 10 o'clock. They're no, 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 o'clock no, no. Eastern. It's a they're nationally televised game coming up. And oh, by the way, nationally dude, televised. Dude, against oh. your Patriots, he took care of business in a way that uh, he threw 400 yards and still lost yesterday. I still don't understand. How about this, though? <laughs> you, you just have to give it up to the Detroit Lions right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and one of my favorite plays of the year is what helped seal it against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, late in the game, eight-point lead. And this is a this has been a, a, a bugaboo, if you will, for the Lions uh, with Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell has made some um, head scratchers <laughs> towards the end of a game, you know, kicking, kicking field goals, giving the opponent a terrific spot if his field goal kicker misses it, and he did, rather than going for it or punting it, things of that nature. Did you see the way the Lions sealed the game? 
No, I was uh, flipping around red zone. Just to give you the exact uh, circumstances of it, play of the year, as far as I'm concerned, um, to wrap a game up. Eight-point game in Detroit with a minute 58 to go right after the two-minute warning. It's third and seven. If they don't get it, then it's entirely possible the Vikings get it back with a chance to go down the field, get a two-point conversion, force overtime. We've seen it over and over and over again. And we're watching, and Panay Sewell, who, as we know, was the draft choice of the Lions after Jamar Chase went off the board. Panay Sewell, on an offensive line eligible play, here he is, tackle eligible play, Guess what he does? <laughs> he makes the grab wide open and then lays out for the, for the first down. There was nobody around him. And the reason why there's no one around him, I, don't, I, I would think, is because the Lions, wait for it, put him in motion. <laughs> you have to watch this play back. <laughs> That's amazing. He is a large, you can't miss the man in motion because he's the largest motion man I have seen. Remember Trent Williams? Remember Trent Williams, they, the, the, um, the Niners motioned him and then ran behind him? They, they, the Lions motioned Panay Sewell, and he was wide open. Like, so which Vikings defenders, like, I got this guy. You, know, you might mark him prior to the snap, but then he's in motion? And then he lays out. There is a photograph. There it is. We have it on the screen. Look at that one where he is... Fully extended oh, wow, wow. off the ground, this man, Panay Sewell. What an incredible, what a call. I mean, to talk about that play in the two-minute warning and go, here's what we're going to do. And just the idea of, like, let's motion him. They have the, the, this plays in their book. Hey, man, we're talking about this offense and how terrific Jared Goff looks. And I called Amon Ross St. Brown a top 10. The sun god. Receiver last week. We saw Josh Reynolds, former Ram Josh Reynolds, get in the end zone. Jamison Williams from Alabama. That was great to see. Got one in there. 41-yarder, his first career touchdown. DJ Chark in the end zone. And even though Justin Jefferson had 11 for 223 and Cousins had 425, not enough when Goff... And the Lions are playing like this, and they're motioning Penay Sewell. I'm watching the play right now. Wide open third and (laughs) seven to wrap the game. That was it. That's great. Because you're thinking it's going to be the way he sprinted out. I thought it was going to be a running play. Then he doesn't just make a catch, he makes an athletic grab. He's got to get off the ground. He made himself available, TJ. I mean, and then he dove it, for the first down. And then he's like swatted away the D-back who tried to slap the ball out of his hand. He's like, get out of here. He even got chipped coming out of the backfield. Dude, that was an impressive play, man. That and then, of course, him laying out like he's levitating off the ground in that still photo of it. I mean, he didn't need the Jeff dive, Schwartz, who we, you know, we follow. He's been on this show, former offensive lineman. He tweeted that out saying, Siri, show me the best <laughs> photograph of an, of an NFL player ever. Or show me a photograph that describes the NFL Whatever his tweet was, look at that. Look at him. I'll go ahead and repost this on Twitter. So I know this is not the way to come on the air in Minnesota for the first time on our new Rich Eisen show uh, affiliate. But don't worry, good times are ahead. Even though Brock, we may think differently, and Roku, which we're on, has got the same Vikings colors, purple. So we got that going. We got that happening for us.
I've been on. I was in the Vikings preseason. So Minnesota, oh, I know that. You, well, you said the Vikings were going to win the division, and yeah, they will. On, they will. And how about this? Because no matter how Purdy is rolling, they still shouldn't catch the Vikings in the standings. So the Vikings. Yeah, I don't think so. Then the Vikings aren't going to catch Philadelphia either. I don't believe because they've, unfortunately for them, have got to be one better. They've got to be two better than the Vikings. The way, or three better than the Vikings uh, than the Eagles on the way out the door. The Eagles are. So spectacular right now, 12-1. and one. Yeah, the NFC 1-2-3 looks you know, basically locked. Well, I mean, the Niners can catch the Vikings here, I guess. I mean, they'll have to be a tiebreak of some sort. I don't think they played each other, right? No. So it's going to have to be some sort of a, an NFC tiebreak here. I mean, they could. So the Vikings bought it, should beat the Giants or the Commanders or the Eagles. How wild would it be if that's a pro- playoff preview of yesterday's a playoff preview of a wild card weekend if it's Vikings Lions, which it could be. Vikings are have the most dynamite young receiver we have seen in for a long, long time. He's really good. Long time. He, he you know, if if you said w- w- there needs to be an MVP, the. Uh, well, award for he's offensive player. He's of the your year. favorite for offensive player. Has of the year, to be. Yeah, he's your offensive player of the year, yeah, which is yeah. the MVP, not named quarterback. So, oh, I mean, so the Vikings should take care of that business at home. And the skull chant and everybody who's listening to us right now shows up. And, you know, so and then plus the, what they have to just plug into the emotion of Paul Allen, right? There. Is <laughs> that to fuel them? Wasn't he scored the touchdown? What wasn't that his first catch in the NFL as well? No, he had a he had one the week before. I believe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just great to James see him come back after, after tearing his knee up in the in college. Let's go to the phone lines eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Gray in Charleston, South Carolina. You're on the program. What's up, Gray? Hey, thanks for having me on. Thanks for holding on as long as you did. What's on your What's on What's on your mind? Uh, well, first off, I'll give you a new uh, a new Brock pun. Ah. Those in San Francisco that are fans of that quarterback, we're pretty divided, are part of the Brock party. Uh, Brock, well, you also said pretty divided. You could have gone pretty divided. Um, but I could. could you could have. have. You could have. We're just trying to, you know what, I just got to take my consulting hat off and just listen to what you have to say and just let it be. So what's on your mind? Well, when you have a problem, call the expert. So I'm here. For you, uh, okay. <laughs> with all your experience, the games you've seen, the people you've been around, backup quarterbacks that have some success in the NFL, I think can be divided into those two categories of people that are flashing the pans, maybe like you know Minshew and Kevin Cobb and Osweiler. But then you have those other ones that are Dak Prescott and Brady and your colleague Kurt Warner. What about Brock Purdy inherently – like trait wise, do you see that puts him in in one swaying to one category or another? Is it the environment he's in? Is it some skill set he has? Well, here's the deal: in in order for it, in, and it's not just a backup quarterback, Gray. It, it's anybody who gets drafted in the NFL. You've got to be surrounded by the right coaching staff, the right system that's plugged into the coaching staff that knows what you do well and how you do it and can talk you up and make you more confident and have the right locker room around them that's accepting of you. Uh, Whereas, you know, um, a perfect, for instance, is the locker room for the 49ers might be more um, 
open-minded to Purdy being their quarterback than, say, Trey Lance was because Trey Lance was a conscious decision by the coaching staff to see what they had in this guy by installing this guy as the starter and essentially telling Jimmy G we're done and then re-signing him because circumstances mandated it, created it, or allowed it, or brought it into being, the players in the San Francisco locker room still might have not have been completely on board because they thought Jimmy G might have been better, or why are we going with a guy who's never really done it before right now? But Purdy, they're out of options. You know, they have to rally around this guy, and the way that he carries himself and the way that he comports himself and the way that he's playing makes it easier for them to do that. So there's different dynamics how you're born into the league, um, and I, I thank you for the call, Gray. It definitely, though, we have to clearly see more. Seattle is no wallflower place, man. You know, so the twelves are going to be lit that night, and they will have. You know, I know the twelves just watched Carolina and Sam Donald walk in, but I've been to the. I, I have been to Seattle for a night game on Thursday night. And it's just a different place. It's like you're 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 on a different planet. True. You, you know we're we're, or as it used to be called Quest. Now it's what Lumen, right? Lumen, straight out of straight Severance. out of Severance. Yep. Okay, you know we're, you know this ain't no waffle party. Hey now. So he's gonna have to go in there, and it's no matter what happened in the Big Twelve. And it's not like a turnip truck when you're playing from Iowa State here, you know, but this is going to be the loudest place he's ever played in in his entire life. And crazy things happen. And stuff's going to be coming at him fast. And we'll have to see how he handles it. But win or lose, the guy's going to be their playoff quarterback. And it's entirely possible the only places outside of San Francisco he plays in the rest of the year is Seattle. In week 15, Las Vegas in week 17, and Philadelphia, or maybe that's it. Maybe Minnesota, because these are the only places he would have to visit as higher seeds than him. It could be the only places Philadelphia and then Arizona in a neutral field site for the big, big, big one. Because if Purdy gets in there, it doesn't matter if Jimmy G's like, oh, yeah, my foot's kind of feeling better. It'll be like, sorry, Jimmy, you dress, but you're the backup, and maybe we need you one more time out of necessity, which would only be on brand for the entire San Francisco season. But this is the reality of it. Is he for real or not, or can he be the guy? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I do sit two seats down from Kurt, who is the personification other than Brady and many others of you never know. Nick Foles. You never know. I mean, that's the why we love this sport is because you never know. And what, seven plus quarters in, Brock Purdy's letting us get to know him a little bit. And um, it's, it's tough not to think he's got it and the coach knows it. And the coach knows how to foster it. And the teammates know how to welcome it. And we just need to see how far it's going to take them. 
You can listen to the NFL on the NFL app, on the Odyssey app, on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports sponsored by AutoZone. When we come back, we will ask about all of this with Chris Long, Tom Brady, the Cowboys, and so much more. Our usual Monday guest after an NFL weekend, the two-time Super Bowl champ, Chris Long, coming up. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. This is it. It's the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. This construct has been brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle because if this is how you're running your business, you have poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. Well, you got to switch to NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. You see the full picture. Full visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. You can automate your processes, close your books in no time, stay well ahead of your competition. Over 32,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade. Go to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio for the special one-of-a-kind financing officer offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Usual Monday spot, two-time Super Bowl champ, head head, uh, head cheese at Greenlight Podcast, the host and one of our favorites, former Super Bowl champion, two times over, as a matter of fact. Uh, on the Mercedes-Benz fan lo- phone line, our friend Chris Long. How you doing, Chris? Rich, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Uh, oh, gosh. I mean, I don't even know where to start with you. I guess let's start with Sunday Night Football and your takeaway sure, on, on sure, this. Why not? 
Let's yeah, do why it. Why not? Let's hit it. <laughs> Be- because, you know, uh, Herbert looked terrific, and for the second straight game, this Miami offense wasn't anything close to what we've seen over the last few months. Your two cents on whether we're seeing a separation of powers here a little bit. Well, I mean, listen, I don't think the Dolphins – I don't – I. I think the Dolphins are a good team. I'm going to trade carefully because I, you know, anything negative you say about them, you hate the Dolphins. Like, I don't hate the Dolphins. The Dolphins are just not as good as people thought. Um, it's December now. They're going to go to, to, to Buffalo this weekend in the snow. If they win that game on Saturday night, they're right back in the conversation among the NFL's elites, and you can write this off as a two-game slump. But I think what you're seeing is like, hey, last week they go to San Francisco. I think the moment was a little bit too big for that offense. I mean, they there were guys open. You know, um, they they missed on some stuff, and 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 they ended up in the situation that they ended up in. And then this week, with the chance to rebound against a, a bottom ten defense with Derwin James out, with Sebastian Joseph Day out, with multiple guys out, you know, uh, really score seven points essentially uh, for most of that ball game. Tyreek Hill doesn't come out of a rugby scrum with a football and run sixty yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I thought. You know, the Chargers did a really nice job of being aggressive on first and second down in coverage. I mean, like taking away, um, you know, space a little bit, like not being afraid of those receivers because the separation these guys have been getting all year has been just like criminal. And last night it wasn't there. And so the ball placement has to be perfect and things are sped up and the pressure is higher. I mean, this was a pressure spot for Tua. It was a pressure spot for Justin Herbert. A lot of people have been having this, frankly, really dumb conversation about who's, you know, who would you draft first, that sort of thing. Like, two is a good player and everything, but I think Justin showed why people are so enamored with him. And I'm not saying he's in that Patrick Mahomes tier. He's not. I'm not saying he's in the Josh Allen tier yet. He's not. I'm not saying I would take him over Joe Burrow, but what I am saying is he's in that tier where he's knocking on the door of being elite. And I do think this offense has held him back at times. I think Mike Williams and Keenan Allen not being on the field at the same time has held him back. But when you watch the, the throws he makes, the off-the-spot throws that he made all last night, and he's done it all year with pressure in his face and that sort of thing, but last night he was so efficient uh, on a big stage where everybody's saying, hey, it's an either-or conversation. Because I know if Dolphins fans came away from that game and Tua threw for 400 yards, they'd say he's a better player than, than, uh, than, than Justin Herbert. This was just one game, but if you're Justin Herbert, you got to feel good about answering a lot of doubters um, because there was a lot of noise, uh, especially the last four to six weeks that the Dolphins were mowing down these really poor teams. Well, I mean, the deal with the Chargers, and I said it earlier in the show, Chris, is that if they continue to play as well as they did Sunday night, then what we're going to see is Justin Herbert and this team on the road in the playoffs at Cincinnati or Kansas City or Buffalo, whichever one of those three that doesn't get the top seed, it's entirely possible, the two or the three, that's that's where he's going to have to go, and that's where the rubber's going to have to meet the road, but at least he'll make the playoffs. Certainly when you look no, at, it, right? I mean, that's wow. that's that's where it's yeah. kind of headed right now for that team, if they're lucky. Yeah, yeah. the, the AFC playoffs could be a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I don't bank on it, although their games the remainder of the season I think are pretty winnable. Uh, like, yeah. The Chargers, if you know anything about the Chargers and, hey, evidence by that, that fumble at the end of the game, Justin Herbert with a spectacular fumble recovery on the snap. I mean, that's probably his fault, but, like, he made up for it with that fumble recovery. That was crazy. And then, uh, and then you know, 
obviously letting Tyree kill score in that really unorthodox way and then almost dropping the onside kick. Like, Chargers, you hold on to your butts, man. But, like, um, it's the inconsistency that worries you. I thought Brandon Staley, who, you know, I've been critical of Brandon uh, a little bit because I don't think this team has played to their potential at times. They played to their potential defensively and then some. I mean, he got those guys ready to play. Um, and so hats off to him. And hats off to Justin Herbert again. You know, this was a, a lot of people watching for a very simple sports talk show TV reason. You know, this quarterback against that quarterback. And, hey, you wanted it, you got it. Chris Long here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um I will just mention the name, and I'll give you the floor. There's really no question for it, because who the hell knows in this you-never-know league? The the two words are Brock Purdy. Go for it, Chris. Um, there's oh, no question. Yeah, man. I, let, you know, listen, there's no secret at this point in the season. I think for a while people didn't realize this, but the Niners are a top-five football team. Football team. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but what's happened at quarterback uh, has, has called that into question. You know, whether it was week one, whether it's, you know, Jimmy's injury now. I think the most interesting thing about this, Rich, is like it, it proves how hard it is to evaluate these guys. First off, this is a system that people largely agree you don't need an elite quarterback to run it, right? Yet you gave up m- multiple picks, a ton of capital to grab a guy uh, that people aren't sure about at this point uh, in Trey Lance, and you draft Brock Purdy, very last guy in the draft, right, Mr. Relevant, um, and – he looks like the guy you could have drafted in the first round. You know what I mean? It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. He's been on the roster, like you haven't heard a lot about him. You know, I don't think the Niners knew that he would look this good. I think last week in Tampa with no time or last week, uh rather when they played the Dolphins, there was no time for him to prepare. And he played like he was a guest at somebody's house would be the best <laughs> way I could put it. Like and a very good house guest, right? You know, he yeah, bring, brought a bottle of wine, was very kind to everyone yeah. else. Sure, understood. Very polite. And, Put everything back, you know, like yeah, yeah. made sure his dishes went in the sink or the dishwasher. Mm-hmm, of course. Uh, I like to put them in a the dishwasher as a house guest. You're first but, class. You're first uh, not in my house so much, I've been told. But, uh, <laughs> but like, he played this week like it was his house. You know, um, he was comfortable. He was, he was swaggy, Rich. Like, that throw to Christian McCaffrey off his back foot. I mean, that was a that was not a system throw, you know. Um, you know, the the throw he made to Debo Samuel when he had to to evade a rusher on a boot, and he turns around and he's got a shrink in his face, and and he evades him and throws the ball to Debo Samuel. It's like these off the spot throws, and the athleticism he showed on the scramble um, in the in the low red, like you got people wondering, like, hey. Are there some things physically, and I, you know, he's got to play this out a little bit more, right? I want to jump out of the gym here that you like better than you liked with Jimmy. Like, is there ceiling raised? I don't think it's a a hot take question. Uh, we've got a few more weeks to figure that out, um, but I thought he played like this was his thing yesterday, and that was a great sign for them. And Trent Williams has talked him up, you know, what his presence is like. So. You got to feel good about Brock Purdy. I, you know that we'll, we'll learn more as the season goes on. But valuable, valuable experience for him. Um, you know the teams he's played in the first two weeks. Huge game last week and a really good defense this week. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, I know you don't have a crystal ball. We do actually have one here on the set, although I'm not going to break it out right now. It's really heavy. Um, the winners of the Southern Divisions, AFC and NFC South. 
one month from now when we get where we get through the final four weeks of the season, who are they going to be? Who's going to win the AFC South and who's going to win the NFC South? Chris Long. Ooh, that's think? that's. Ooh, I'm going to tell you who I'm who I'm pulling for. I'd have to pull the schedules out, but uh, I'm pulling for the the Panthers, right? Because mm-hmm. I like chaos. Um, the shame of it is this was the Saints division to take, and they just hadn't been able to get it together. But, I, you know, you want to root for Sam Darnold, man. I'm sure, like, you know, there's a part of you, Rich, from your time that you have maybe your guy and Mike White. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm with you. I mean, the idea that Sam Darnold might spoil Todd Bowles' season is something yeah. a Jet fan can't really wrap up. Like, I guess Adam Gase would have to flip the coin for that one. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I, don't, yes. I, I don't know. And obviously, uh, uh, Vrabel and the Titans are still in control of that division, but what the Jaguars just did to them after um, Derrick Henry almost put 100 yards on him in the first half, and you think, here we go again. Jacksonville could go on a run. They still have another game against the Titans. They're just two games behind Tennessee. If they beat Tennessee, they'll just be, uh, whenever they play them again, they'll have another one. They take on Dallas this week in a game that I think a lot more people will be paying attention to now. Uh, So... I ask, who do you oh, think? Who I, do you think when it's all said and done? What, what, do, you, what do you think, Chris? Long? I, I, what do you think? I'm going to go. I got to look at the math on this, but the Panthers, if they can beat the Bucks January 1st, this is their division to win. I think maybe. Mm. What are they? A, a game back from yep. the Bucks? Or correct. What, yep. Yep. Are they a game back? Yes. Correct. Yeah, and and the, and the Bucks have the Bengals this week. I mean, I'd be shocked if they win that game, and then they're at the Falcons in in Week 18. You know, Desmond Ritter and some unknown. You know, kind of like I don't know what the outlook is there, but there's no game that the Bucks are a sure thing in, right? I feel like the the Panthers strangely have a higher floor right now, like they just do because they run the football. And yeah, you know, I don't want to get overreact to Sam Darnold for two weeks. He's got to play well, but if he plays like he's played the last couple of weeks, they could win this division. Now, on the other side of things, I think the Titans figure it out. You know, the Jags have just been too inconsistent. I think the Titans figure it out. I don't want to be hot takey here, mm-hmm. but knowing the way this thing goes, they'll probably be the Jacks. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show, and and I I am going to go there with you. And the there is Tom Brady, and I mentioned it earlier in the program here, Chris. That um, you know he is obviously the goat and and deserves all the leeway possible. But I always thought that when it was time for Brady to start thinking about other things than football. Um, it wouldn't look like he's fallen off the cliff, but I do see some throws he normally makes being missed. I understand that there's some uh, major issues up front. Donovan Smith cost them another touchdown yesterday that he was able to overcome in that comeback win the previous week in, in Tampa on the Monday night against the Saints. But um, you're sitting here, and Brock Purdy's beaten him by 28, and I know it's the Niners' defense that really did it, not Purdy, but in front of 100 family and friends in his spot. There are things that are happening, essentially, in Brady's career that just don't happen, have never happened. And I'm I'm wondering if it is time to to either think about if he wants to play another year, find a better spot than the one he's in, or or this is it. What do you think, Chris? I think he should keep playing if he wants to keep playing. I think number one, he's earned that right. Number two, yes. he's 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 still a good quarterback in this league. I mean, like this this situation is jacked up. It's been jacked up from the beginning of the season. I'm not 
I'm not saying that that you know nothing's Tom's fault. Like Tom, Tom makes mistakes. He's 45 years old or whatever he is, and he hasn't been perfect. But you know that line has been a problem. I think the inconsistency at receiver, the red zone problems, losing Gronk, um, the, the, some of the game planning, some of the decision making. Like I'm not backing the bus up over the coaching staff or anything like that. I just think he's got a good year in him somewhere else. You know, I don't think it's Tampa. You know, I floated like a month ago the New England thing, you know, because I think it'd just be fun, right? And I, I've seen the Tampa thing as a sinking ship for some time now. I, I, I think he should play next year. You know, like this is not how he wants to end. I don't want to put thoughts in his mouth or, or thoughts in his head or words in his mouth. Um, but you really want to end this, this this way? I mean, nothing has gone right for him this year. You know, it's just been such a a turmoil kind of filled year for him. And I want to compliment him. Like, Drake Greenlaw ran up to him last night, and I know at times, like, he hadn't shaken people's hands after games, and that sucks, right? Like, you're like, come on. But I do think, by and large, he's showed class through this thing. Um, You know, he's stood up, stood tall, answered questions after games, put things on himself when it's been his fault. He you know, seems to be a good teammate. Um, you know, he, he, he last night Drake Greenlaw ran up and got a the ball that he intercepted signed. And I, you know, I just like, damn, I know that is not what you want to be doing. But he's just kind of kept the brave face on and done it. And uh, I just want to credit him for that. I mean, I, some people are probably like, oh, we're going to compliment Tom Brady, but the guy deserves, I think, some some. Um, he deserves some positivity for the way that he's handled some of this stuff. And I think he's got another year or two in him. Well, I, what about Vegas? What about them? That's that's something I'm hearing a ton about. Uh, you know, obviously a McDaniels-Brady reunion. Uh, Devontae Adams is something uh, uh, any quarterback – it's someone any quarterback would want to play with. I mean, but, but by by I referring know. by referring to the Adams as a thing, I'm talking about the, who wouldn't want to play with the number one wide receiver fill-in-the-blank uh, in the NFL, um, maybe maybe that's a spot for Tom. It could be. It certainly could be. But you got to think about it. Like Tom Brady's done everything. So like at this point, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm thinking about like how does this story end, right? Because this is an amazing story. It's like one of the coolest stories in sports history. I mean, just like so unlikely in the first place. And you know, the winning all those rings in New England, and then winning somewhere else, like. It's it's just been so wild. It deserves a like almost like I think a poetic finish, man. And and I think going back to New England would be that kind of like let's make it work one more time. I don't know if it's feasible. I don't know if Bill would be interested in it. Uh, but as a fan, every Sunday, dude, like imagine us sitting there and watching Bill and Tom back together in a four p.m. spot, uh, you know, battling with with the elites, the ASC. Sometimes it's like the grass is greener and that it's not as green as you thought it was, and I think he's experiencing that right now. Um, not saying it could just be them. It could be the Jets. It could be there could be some weird twist mm. here, but I, I like the New England thing. I'm just kind of attached to it. And last one for you here, uh, Chris Long, in the NFC, just looking at Week 14, and now, again, that it's late in the season, you could kind of read some tea leaves a little bit better than a Week 5 result uh, en masse, if you will. But the Philadelphia Eagles just curb stomping the Giants, um, and and they have been on a rampage certainly since Thanksgiving weekend, forty 
plus points a game on offense since since that time. And then the Niners looking the way that they're looking. Uh, how how do we not see the Eagles and the Niners in the NFC Championship game? Certainly with the Cowboys' result yesterday being something that they pulled out of their orifice. Um, and and I know you're you're you still have that belief in the Cowboys, uh, not completely solidified because of the result last year in the playoffs and a game similar to the one that we just saw against the Texans. I know that's a lot of generalizations, but I'll put that in front of you for an answer. Yeah, no, um, I, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, right? Um, I think the the Niners are right there with them. The question is Brock Purdy. like, But if you look at their roster top to bottom, even with some of the injuries they've incurred, they're just a great team. And, um, and yeah, I have a trust. I have trust issues with Dallas, like probably most of America, including a lot of Dallas fans. So you know, some people would probably would get mad at me for saying that, but like look in the mirror to your favorite team. You don't trust them either. So I like, uh, I just, I just don't know. And, and I think also like you look at Dallas and, and Philly the last two weeks, like Dallas had a really sloppy game yesterday. You had Dalton Schultz drop. Um, you got stuffed at the goal line. You had Turpin Muff. Dak didn't play that well, although he played well in that game winning drive. Um, and and they they squeaked by at home against against Houston and Philly did not play well the week before you know last week they were sloppy a bunch of penalties they overcame penalties on like three four touchdown drives you know a bunch of stuff but they blew the doors off the Titans and so I'm not boiling it down to but this is the difference and the difference between these two teams is Jalen Hurts is playing that good right now so even when they're sloppy. He's that force that, like, he's just you, – you see him on the sideline. A.J. Brown and those guys are having a blast. They're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're joking, they're laughing, they're, and they should be. And Jalen Hurts is just in there stone-faced. You catch him on the sideline, he's just looking straight ahead. That dude has it between the ears. And he's making all the plays on the field with his arm, with his legs. The balls that he's thrown outside the numbers have been gorgeous this year. A.J. Brown's unlocked that whole thing. And right now, you don't even have Dallas Goddard. And to mention that defense, Brandon Graham had three sacks yesterday. Hassan Reddick had, he just got double digits. First Eagles rush to have double digits since 2014. A.J. Brown goes for 1,000. First one since Jeremy Macklin to go for 1,000. So pretty pretty scary what they're doing. Like, you know, a lot of times during this, this stage of the season, you see one of these teams as everybody's darling, and they come down to earth a little bit. This is where we start to see who people really are. And it looks like the Eagles are even more who we thought they, thought they were than than, uh, than we could have imagined, which is scary. Who's on the pod this week, Chris? What do you got? Who do you have? Oh, man, Rich. Hmm? Seat of my pants this week, the man. We're gonna, I got Kyle on there. We got Bo Allen. We're going to be reviewing the Monday Night Game and, and talking about our Army-Navy experience this weekend, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, got to go see that game. What, so, what was that yeah. like? For You got a story you want to tell? Yeah. From that? What do you got? Uh, well, I think fans are amazing because they actually – are able to find their seats. Like I don't go to games a lot at NFL stadiums. Mm-hmm. Me and Bo Allen and my buddy Jason Van Camp, who's a Green Beret, so like this guy could like defuse a bomb. Probably we couldn't find our seats for 12 minutes of game time. Like we we did two laps around the link <laughs> looking for. Uh, so I guess uh, not only the pageantry, you know the the you know it's one of the coolest scenes in, in football. The weather was great. It was cold. It was it was it was beautiful out. Um, the style of play is fun. Uh, it's different. 
And uh, I, I tip my cap to fans because every time I go to an NFL stadium, I'm blown away at how people tailgate from 6 in the morning, get in the stadium, find their seats, they keep it going all night. Like, uh, I'm, I'm just – fans are awesome, and I love being a football fan this weekend. So I, I, I am mandated as a follow-up question, Chris. So you couldn't find your seats because why? Uh, folks of Army and Navy who one would think follow orders and would be able to find their seats and – sit where they're supposed well, to sit, sit or, or were you just a little bit swing oiled up going into that game? No, I wasn't. Listen, when there's a green beret, not to throw my boy Jason on the bus, but when there's a green beret leading the way, I get in the back. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and, uh, and me and Bo Allen, we played countless games at the stadium, but it's a totally different deal when you're in the concourse trying to, I mean, there's different levels, there's different stairways, <laughs> there's different like elevators, man, it's confusing. Okay, very good. I got this. I got the skinny. Uh, thanks again, Chris. Pr- appreciate your time. Uh, everybody, check out the Green Light Podcast with our friend Chris Long. Thanks for calling. Hi, Rich. Take it easy, man. At Joel Number Nine One on Twitter at LaFlamaBlanca95 on Instagram. Chris Long on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, let's take a break. Come back, and we'll wrap up this Monday program with a revisitation of something we haven't discussed in about two months because it went away, but reared its ugly head again yesterday. And I want to stamp it out before it happens in front of a large Super Bowl audience. Coming up. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> this NFL season, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. Tonight's game, I'll be there for 
Um, pre-game and halftime between the Patriots and the Cardinals tonight. You need me to call in? Uh, <laughs> sure. Would you like to? We've been asking you this for months. Thursday, Sunday nights, Christmas triple headers in every postseason game. Check it out. Uh, live for free every Westwood One NFL broadcast streaming live. Uh, I, I'm disingenuous. I don't want you calling in. No, that was just a... No, because me. I'm just going to demand like everyone get fired and stuff. Like, like, what are the chances that Cliff gets bounced and then he can be the Pats OC next year? There you go. Because I'm really rooting for that. <laughs> you just want somebody who's... I want somebody not named Matt Patricia and Joe Judge calling plays. That's Vance, what I want. Vance Joseph, last Friday, we did that segment last week saying, you know what the, you know what the offense looks like? It's being called by somebody who, who who's a, de- a defensive coordinator and calling he's, offense. He's right. <laughs> so uh, that's tonight. Can we throw the ball downfield? You can. Will you is the question. <laughs> you will not. Probably not. Probably not. So, hey... Sorry. Let me help my colleagues in the uh, NFL front office. If you keep letting referees decide what is roughing the passer in real time without any access to the replay system that you allow the officials to have access to, whether somebody is down or not, whether a ball is loose or not, whether it's a fumble, whether it's a catch, whether it's a first down, whether the ball spotted properly. You heard it, uh, I believe, last night. Was it last night's game where, uh, no, it was the one where Christian McCaffrey in the end zone, it was a touchdown, but you saw he juggled the ball and it was initially called a touchdown, then ruled incomplete because somebody in the replay system back in New York City said the ball was juggled. And then there was a challenge of the initial replay that came in from the NFL that said it was incomplete. After further review, it was announced by the head ref, the original call of touchdown stands. Oh, okay, so... (laughs) The replay came in incorrect to fix your call in real time Mm -hmm. and actually required a challenge to come in. Oh, original. So how about saying the original call of roughing the passer, we're picking the flag up. How about that? Because last night (laughs) in last night's Chargers-Dolphins game, 17-7, what was it? Uh, Daniels came in, right, for yep. Miami? Yep. Put Justin Herbert down on the turf on third down. And the way he did it, he hit him head on, landed on top of him. But you saw his arms were around Justin Herbert to make sure the full impact of his body did not land on him. We all saw it. It created such a stir on the Musk machine that there wasn't a soul that thought this call was correct. Not a soul. How could you? How? And it is so damaging to the game where fans en masse think not only are the refs blowing it, but the way we appreciate football being played is not being appreciated by those who administer the game in real time, 
in officiating uniforms and whoever is in the home office of the NFL. Deciding these things can stand when we have the replay ability to stop it. Certainly since earlier in the day, Kenny Pickett goes out as Roquan Smith takes him down, grabbing the face mask and throws him into the turf. Not flagged. Not not flagged. flagged. But what we saw on Sunday night is flagged. I'm telling everybody how randomly this appears to be officiated is maddening and it is damaging to the fan base. And on top of it, I'm trying to save everyone from this happening in the Super Bowl when the largest audience with the biggest stakes are on the line, people will freak. Make a rule. Do it now. I don't care if it's, we're officiating it differently from the regular in the postseason. Save us from this sort of stuff from the postseason. Let everybody back at 345 Park Avenue. And I know it's not foolproof as i mentioned the mccaffrey touchdown was initially ruled a touchdown and then taken away required a challenge to restore it but it's better than the officiating that we're seeing done fully with the intent of protecting people but as collinsworth and Tarico said last night it's happened so fast you're throwing the flag give us a minute huddle up Talk about it. Let them look at it in New York City and get in your ear and say, pick the flag up. And then we're no worse than where we're all good in the hood. Better than the alternative to this happening in the Super Bowl. And everybody freaking out. Here endeth the show. We'll wrap up this show on Roku in a moment. Everyone else will chat Tuesday.